Let's go to the book of Genesis. I want us to see the book of Genesis and chapter 8. And we shall give each one the opportunity to bring an offering to God today. If you found Genesis chapter 8, say amen. amen. Genesis 8, we'll read from verse, verse 20. It says, And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast. Notice, Noah's offering was clean. He built an altar to God. He took of every clean beast and, and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar to God. So we understand here that Noah offered to God. Noah gave an offering. Can someone say amen? amen. Noah gave an offering. Noah gave an offering. Noah gave an offering. I need you to understand that the offering that Noah gave was a good offering because his offering was clean. His offering was clean because his heart was pure. His offering was clean because he had an understanding or revelation of what he was doing. This is so important that when we give to God, we give with a revelation that we're giving to God. We're not giving to men in this offering, we're giving to God. Even though it seems as if we're putting it in the church and the institution will use the offering, but ultimately our giving is to God. Come on now, say amen. amen. So Noah took an offering and offered to God. Today, as you bring an offering to God, I want you to understand that God is going to receive your offering. God will receive your offering. This is important. You give offerings out of a heart of revelation. Who are you giving to? You're giving to God. You're giving because you love God. You're giving because you love the nations. You're giving because you have the fear of God. You're giving because you have a revelation. Of what this is. And, and notice, God did not demand an offering from Noah. It was a free will offering. It, it was Noah's appreciation to God. Don't forget he just came out of 40 days and, and, and of, of, of flood. And, and the water at this time had dried up and Noah just came out of the ark. And Noah was so grateful to God for what God had done, how God had preserved him and his family. And I'm sure there are people here this afternoon that are grateful to God for what God has done. How God has preserved you. How God has kept you. How God has healed you. How God has protected you. Is there anyone like that today? Yeah. It's so, so from a heart of gratitude, this man said to God, I'm so grateful for what you've done. I'm so grateful for keeping me alive. I'm so grateful for bringing me through the flood. Thank you, Lord. I bring to you an offering. This is important. I bring you an offering for what you've done. I bring you an offering because I'm grateful. I bring you an offering understanding that I'm giving it to you. Praise God. So he brought the Lord an, an offering, and his offering was clean. Clean offering. Don't even get me 
started on that one. Your offering has to be clean. And your offering will be clean when your heart is clean. Your, off your, offering, your offering will be clean when your heart is, 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 is pure. Amen. Amen. So he brought the Lord a, a clean offering. If your, uh, your heart is not clean, your offering is not clean. Did you hear what I just said? If your heart is not clean, your offering is not clean. People give grudgingly. They complain while they give. Your offering is defiled if you do that. You give to the Lord a clean offering. Everyone say clean offering. When your heart is pure, when your understanding of this is pure, when your disposition to this is clean, then your offering is clean. Don't forget, God at one time rejected someone's offering. And whose offering was that? Pardon? Cain's offering was rejected. So don't think to yourself that the fact that the institution received the offering, God did. Let me say that again. Don't think to yourself that the fact that the institution received the offering, God did. Because there are cases where God rejects offerings. Some people say, all they want is my money. Well, if you have that mentality, if you have that thing in your head, then your money, your offering is not clean. Because God looks at your heart first and foremost. Praise God. So your offering can be defiled when your heart is defiled. Well, your, your offering can be defiled when you're giving it with a complaining attitude. Let each one give as he has made up his mind. Not grudgingly, not out of compulsion, because God loves. Who does he love? Who does he love? Who does he love? God loves a cheerful giver. So you give with a heart of gratitude to God. You give understanding that everything that I have was given to me by God. I'm a good steward of the many blessings of God. I own nothing. He owns everything. So whenever he tells me to give it, I'm willing to give it. Because in the first place, it is not mine. It belongs to God. I give it because it belongs to him. But I give it because I want to see the gospel. Go to the ends of the earth. We empower the ministry to do what God has called the ministry to do. Come on now, say amen. amen. So it's important that our giving comes back to the preaching of the gospel. It's important. I've said over and again, we're not giving to be blessed. We're giving because we are blessed. Amen. Oh, we need to understand that. We're not giving to be blessed. We're giving because we are blessed. But it's important to give because God has blessed us and we carry God's DNA. And God is a giving God. For God so loved the world that he held back his son. No, he gave his only begotten son. Come on now, shout praise the Lord. God loved and God gave. When you love, you will give. When you love, you don't hold back. When you have God's DNA running in your vein, running in your, you know, all the fibers of your being, totally, totally taking over by God, then you will have the mentality of a giver. You will be a giver because you are like God. And God is a giving God. Come on now, say praise the Lord.
So giving, it's not a new thing. Way, 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 way back, Noah gave. And he gave a clean offering, and he gave a clean offering to God. He knew, he knew who he was giving to. Praise God. Clean offering. Clean offering. Clean offering. I said clean offering. Amen. Clean offering also requires, clean offering also requires that the work of your hands are clean. Amen. We shall ascend to the hill of the Lord. He that has clean hands and a pure heart. The work of your hands must be clean. God does not sanctify the filthy when you bring a tithe. Your offering does not cleanse your heart. That's a good place to say, God help me. It's getting quiet now. God will bless the work of your hands, but when your hands are working righteous labor. Everyone say righteous labor. Say it again, righteous labor. Come on, say it, righteous labor. Say it like you mean it. Right, righteous labor. God will bless the work of your hands when your work is righteous. Come on, say amen. amen. You, so here we, we touch everything. You live right. You do right. Come on now, say amen. amen. You work right. You're not into bribery and corruption. You're not swindling. You're not dealing in drugs. If you're not looking at me, then I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. No, because, you know, these are things that a lot of people don't want to talk about. They don't want to touch these things. Because, you know, if you touch these things, people will not come to your church. No, we don't just want everyone to come here. We want people that are willing to serve God. People that are willing to be changed by God. Even though your life is a mess, when you come into this place, the Word of God will bring a change into your life. That is what this place is about. We are about living for God, living righteously, living holy, living pure, bringing glory to God on a daily basis. When we bring our offering to God, our offering is righteous because we are righteous. Our offerings are clean because our hearts are clean. Our offering is pure because our heart is pure. Can someone say amen? amen. Those are the kind of people God can use to shake a nation. Those are the kind of people God wants to send to the ends of the earth. Those are the kind of people that promote righteousness and equity and the purpose of God for humanity. And that is what this place must be about. Yes. Come on now, say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. I'm preaching better than you're responding. <laughs> Clean offering. Righteous. Pure. Come on, say amen. Amen. That's what God's looking for. Men and women that he can trust. Men and women that he can bless the nations through. Men and women that he can raise up and use for his purposes. Even as we come to the wrapping up of everything. Because the coming of Jesus is very close. He's coming back very soon. And so those that are righteous keep living righteously. 
Those that are not living righteously, I want to encourage you today to turn around and repent and begin to serve God and have the fear of God in your life. And every waking moment that you're breathing and thinking and living and eating and everything about you is God. And you are just out there to please God. And I can guarantee you, when your life brings glory to God, God will bring you all that the Gentiles are dying to get. For seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness is the right way of doing things and the right way of being. And all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Everyone say righteous. righteous. Say pure. pure. Say clean. clean. We're not just going to do whatever to make money. We're not just going to dabble into anything to make money. We, 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 we're going to pray. We're going to trust God. We're going to tell Him to lead us by His Spirit. And I guarantee you, this is your season of expansion. You, you will be known this year as a wealthy person. You fear God. You serve God. You obey God. You, you give. The Lord will see to it that the favor of God is going to walk on you and in you and through you every single day. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. I said amen. amen. He offered to the Lord an offering. Give the Lord an offering. He offered offered and don't forget there are so many things you can offer to God but first and foremost your heart first and foremost your life first and foremost you there's no offering that's greater than you that's why Paul talked about the churches in Macedonia he said they offered themselves to us. Is that correct? You offer yourself first to God. And then you offer yourself to the ministry. And here is the thing. When you've offered yourself to God. Everything you have comes with you. <laughs> it's not difficult anymore to give. Why? Because you've offered yourself to God. Then everything material you have. Will not be held back from God. Because God owns you and everything that you have. Praise God. But you see, the reason why people struggle when it comes to giving is because they have not fully offered themselves to God. Oh yeah, that's why people struggle when it comes to giving. If, if you haven't offered yourself 100% to God, you will struggle when it comes to giving. Because you think your, your, your money is different from you. You think your stuff is different from you. Well, this is me... And these are my things. Are you listening now? Look at verse 22. While the earth 
remaineth. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So here's my question. Is the earth still here? Yes. <laughs> I remember this was a couple of years ago. Pastor Corey was preaching with this verse in the Turkish service. And in the Turkish Bible, it comes across like this. It says in the Turkish Bible, while the earth still stands. Here in English, while the earth remaineth. In the Turkish translation, it says, while the earth still stands, seed time, harvest, cold and heat and all that. And then Pastor Corey asked the question, is the earth still standing? And a, a guy who just came to church for the first time said, no, the earth is not standing. The earth is spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you will get that next week. <laughs> The earth is not standing. The earth is spinning. <laughs> That's what the guy said. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. You also want to be careful the question you asked. Is the earth still standing? No, it's spinning. No, that's not what Pastor Corey was asking. He was asking, is the earth still here? And the answer is what? Yes, the earth is still here. So while the earth is still here, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. So if day and night is still here, if winter and summer is still here, if cold and heat, is still here, then that means sowing and reaping is still here. Come on, that's a good place to say amen. amen. So there is a time to sow your seed, and there is a time to reap your harvest. Come on, say amen. amen. No, 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 I'm not teaching you the way the world operates. I'm teaching you the way the kingdom operates. Sowing and reaping. And I've said over and over again, everything we do is seed. You've got to understand that. Everything, I want to say everything, we do is seed. Your words are seeds. Your action is seed. Everything. You do a seed. When you are quick to run your mouth about people, you're sowing a seed. And people are going to be quick to run their mouth about you too. And my Bible tells me, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. So when you run your mouth about people, you are so quick to condemn. You are so quick to judge. You are so quick to criticize. People shall also judge criticize you, but guess what? The people that would judge and criticize you would increase in number. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together and, and running over. It's going to be an excess of criticism. 
an excess of judgment, an excess of everything you've sown will come back to you. That is why it's important that we are careful what we are putting in the ground. Because every seed will produce a harvest. Jesus was a seed. And from Jesus came you and I. The first fruit. And from Jesus came you. From Jesus came billions of believers all over the world today. Come on, say amen. amen. But he was the first. And we came along. And today we are sons of God and daughters of God. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Because if the grain of wheat does not fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But when it falls to the ground and dies, it shall give birth to so many. And you and I have been given birth too. As Jesus fell as the seed and died but rose again on the third day. And you and I have risen with him. And we have been made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Far above all principality and power, might and dominion. Above every name, above every title. Not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And the Bible says it's put all things under his feet. And his feet is the church. And the church is his body. And the church is in authority. And the church is in dominion. Can someone shout praise the Lord? It's important we understand that everything we do, every single thing we do is seed. The words you speak over your life, the words you speak over your children, the words you speak over your business, over your finance, it's all seed and it will produce a harvest. Everything you do. That's why in my house, no negativity. I don't let it come close. If I hear it, I catch it, I throw it out. Because I do not want anything negative to take root in my family. The moment I hear it, maybe I'm in the bedroom or the living room. I hear someone say, Nigga, I catch it. Who said that? Not here. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on now. You, you must exercise your authority. You must not let the devil plant anything in your family. You shouldn't plant anything. The enemy plants stuff in people's lives using their mouth. And some people are so good with working with the devil... And some are so good working without a devil that the devil don't need to send any demon to them anymore. The devil just says to the host of demons, this guy is doing a good job. I don't need to bother myself about them. They're shooting themselves in the leg. And so just leave them. But the way they're going, uh, you don't need to fight them. They're helping us. I need to deploy you to that other place. I need to deploy you to that other nation. I need to deploy you. To that other place because these ones are already helping me. I mean, I don't mean you. I mean the person that didn't come today. <laughs> everything is seed. Say it with me. Everything is seed. <laughs> That's very important for you to understand. Everything you do. Everything you do. Everything you say. Your action. Your reaction. It's all seed. Judge not. So that what? Ye be not judged. Give, and it shall be given to you. Is that right? In the same chapter, Jesus said, judge not, that ye be not judged. Give, and it shall be given to you. The same chapter. The same. So you have the privilege this morning to sow a seed. 
And don't let no devil tell you. Don't let no religious devil. Don't let no person tell you that seed time and harvest time is over. No, it's not over. It is not over. In actual fact, some people, you may not be here today. Maybe you're watching on the, on the internet. Or maybe you're sitting here. You've sown some bad seed. And, and you're about to start praying for crop failure. Some of you need to start saying, Lord, I pray that that crop will never grow. That seed will never grow. It will never germinate. Because it, it will if you keep doing the same thing. Are you listening now? Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. There is seed time, there's harvest time. There is seed time, there's harvest time. You sow your seed, you definitely reap a harvest. And, and even in the financial realm, it's the same thing. The moment you come to the financial realm, people sometimes you just see people begin to manifest. And the reason why people manifest when you talk about sowing finance is because they have a financial demon or financial mentality. I mean, sorry, poverty mentality. Poverty demon, poverty mentality. That is why people get upset when you talk about sowing money. There's nothing wrong in sowing money because there's nothing wrong in sowing words. Come on, say amen. It's nothing wrong. You heard the young boy, Eze, just nine and turning ten, ten, said he sowed and he tithed. And God blessed him. And, and jobs just started opening up to him. God has his own way of doing things. God is a supernatural God. And what the world and the religious is trying to do to the church today is to get us to back up from this. We will not back up. The more they push us, the more we push back. The more they criticize, the more we preach it. It works. Like I said earlier on, the man with an experience is not at the mercy of the man with an argument. You can argue all you want. This thing works. The word of God works. The word of God is settled in heaven forever. God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he a son of man that he should repent. If he says, if you sow your seed, you will reap your harvest, God will watch over his word to perform it. God will not lie to you. As the rain and the snow cometh down and returneth not back, but watches the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it, and it will prosper in the thing for which I please. Can someone shout praise the Lord? But God will not lie. I believe it's Psalm number 89. He said, I have sworn by my holiness, I shall not lie to David. Say it with me. God has sworn by his holiness, he will not lie to God. Put your name there. Say it again. God has sworn by his holiness, he will not lie to... Put your name there. Some of you didn't even put your name. You know, it's interesting sometimes. No matter what you say, some people will not say nothing. They won't respond. If you say lift your hand, they won't lift their hand. If you say put your hands up, that's when they put their hands down. If you say put your hands down, that's when they put their hands down. Some people just don't do nothing. They do the opposite of what the pastor said. I said put your name there. I have a lot of Africans here, but I'm not hearing the roar of a lion. God has sworn by his holiness. He won't lie to God will. 
I, I tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you the number of times I have spoken that word over my life because I know that when I keep speaking that, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. You will have whatever you say. If you say to this mountain, be moved, be cast into the sea, and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things which you said will come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. I choose to say the word of God. I choose to say what God says about me. I do not say what the economy says. I do not say what the news media. I do not say what people say. I say only that which God says. Because heaven and earth will pass away but the word of God will never pass away. God is faithful. God is true. God is consistent. Can someone put your hands together and give him all the praise and all the glory in the house this afternoon. God is faithful. 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 My God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Seed time. But notice, seed time comes before harvest time. All of you who are from Africa and all of you who are from the Middle East, you understand. You understand. Seed time. When I was in school, I had my little piece of, piece of farm. I was... I had my teacher, and he was, he was teaching us agricultural science. So I had my piece of land, piece of farm, and I would put seed in the, in, the, in, the, in the ground. And when you put seed in the ground, you expect to see something shoot out of the ground. Right? It will be dumb for you to put seed in the ground and walk away and not expect it. Something happens when the seed goes into the ground. Come on, say amen. amen. So when I put it in the ground, it depends on the kind of seed that I sow. If it's tomato seed, I put it in the ground, I come back a couple of weeks later, boom. Here come, shoots out of the ground. Now what happened to it in the soil? What happened to it when you put that seed in the ground? Something happened to it. But I needed to know that the ground is important. The soil, we, we studied the texture of the soil, the kind of soil. You don't just put seed in every ground. Because there are seeds that will not grow in some places. What determines the kind of ground we put our seed into? In this case, with the ministry, with the church. Let me tell you, where the presence of God is. A church that's after the, after the harvest, that's a good ground. A church that's loving the people and training the people and raising them up and releasing them into their God's divine destiny, that's a good ground. I'm not obliged to give to you because you call yourself a church. No, if you're doing nothing for the kingdom of God, then my question is, why do you even exist? If you're helping nobody, you're winning nobody to the Lord, you're teaching nobody, but you call yourself a church, uh, it's not my obligation to give you. In actual fact, I'm not supposed to give you. 
But when I see a ministry that's winning the lost and the presence of God is there and the yields of the Holy Spirit and people are being trained and raised up like what we do in Bible school and releasing people into God's divine destiny for them, that's a good ground. It's important to understand the ground you put your seed will determine the harvest. You put some seed in some ground, it will never grow. Nothing will happen to it. But you put it in the right soil, you are guaranteed a harvest. Come on now, shout praise God. A harvest will come. And harvest will come. I said harvest will come. I said harvest will come. Come on now, say amen. amen. <laughs> the Lord spoke to me. He said, this is a season of expansion. And this is a season of expansion for this ministry. This is a season of expansion for those that are connected to this ministry. The Lord said to me, this church is, will be known in 2020 as a wealthy, wealthy church. This, this church will be known as a wealthy, wealthy church. I'm, I'm telling you, I prophesy by the Holy Ghost, this church will be known as a wealthy church in 2020. People that are here in this church will be known as wealthy people in this year, 2020. Others may be closing down shops, but you are going to open up new shops. And, and the, the, the devil can be upset all he wants. The religious can foam in the mouth all the one. I really don't care. The more they attack us, the more I preach it. It works. And God is faithful. And we're not doing this because of greed. We're doing this because it is the will of God. I said it's the will of God. It is the will of God that we propagate uh, the gospel. It is the will of God that we win souls. It is the will of God that the ministry is financially equipped to do what God's called the ministry to do. It's the will of God. It's the will of God that the people in the church are financially blessed. Excess. Too much. Too much. Too much. We serve a God of too much. We serve El Shaddai. Not El Chipo, but El Shaddai. My God who is more than enough. The one that owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The gold is mine. The silver is mine. The ends of the earth belong to God. Can someone say amen? Come on now. Praise God. All belong to God. All. All belong to God. All belong to God. And he's given the earth to man. Are you not gods? Don't you know that you are gods? But because you have no idea you are God, you, you are gods, you shall die like a man. God forbid that I die like a man. I've seen an abomin I've seen an abomination on the earth. Princes are walking on foot while beggars are riding on horses. The Bible said that's an abomination. Blessed getting quiet in this section. Blessed. Amen. Blessed. Amen. Blessed. Amen. Now, by the way, this is my first message today. Blessed. <laughs> blessed. Amen. Blessed. Amen. Praise God. If you're blessed, lift your hands and shout praise the Lord. If you're waiting for the blessing. I don't want to ask because some people will fall for it. <laughs> no, we're not waiting for the blessing. We are carriers of the blessing. Amen. Come on, say amen. amen. But it's time to see the blessing begin to manifest. Amen. It's time to see the blessing begin to work in our lives. We've got to activate this potential that God has given to each of us. You know, each one here, all the guys here, all the guys here, you know that. I've said this before, but let me say it again. We have some new people. All the guys here, you all have the potential to develop six-packs. Yeah. 
Right? The potential is in all of us. Six packs. You know what I mean? The potential is in you. I was preaching for a pastor friend in Germany. He said, Pastor Godwell, I have one pack. <laughs> He's on his like that. One pack. But even <laughs> <it's laughing>. if <laughs> the guy with one pack can actually develop six packs. You know that, don't you? Right? But you see, six packs don't come when you go to bed and sleep all through the night. And in the morning, you eat, wake up, you sit on your couch and watch TV for five hours. And no, you look, you can wish for six packs all you want. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Lord, I wish. Lord, I wish above all things that I have six packs. Lord, <laughs> it, it don't happen that way. Does it? No, it doesn't. 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 You can pray for it. Prayer don't give you six packs. You know what will give you six packs? Pardon? Aha. Uh -huh. Now you're talking. You've got to go to the gym, right? You've got to do the exercises necessary. And it's not going to happen the first week. You do this and you go stand in the mirror. No, it hasn't. No, 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 no. First day. This is where people get discouraged. First day they go to the gym. And they exercise. And they, they dumbbell. And they bench press. And they do all the stuff that it's necessary. And they run on the treadmill. And they do all of that. And, and they go stand in front of the mirror. I'm changing. No, you are not changing. Your body is just getting used to the exercise. It has not started working yet. Your muscles have not even started breaking for. It's going to take a while, maybe a good three weeks, a good one month. And then you begin to see some results, but small results. But if you don't give up, if you don't back up, if you don't back down, even when your body screams at you, even when you feel like going to bed, even when people say it's not working, but you say, no, I'm going to push myself, and I'm going to push myself beyond the limit. And when you push yourself beyond the limit, and you, you discover suddenly it begins to show, the potential begins to work, and you begin to see the result. But you've got to apply yourself to the potential before you see the result come to you. But those who don't do it, they will never see it. That's what the Bible says. Don't be weary in well-doing, for you shall reap your harvest if you don't lose heart, if you don't give up, if you don't faint. Some people start giving, and then they say, this is not working. No, you've never given your life. You're just beginning, and God is watching if you're going to be faithful. God is watching if you're going to be consistent. God is watching if you're going to keep doing it. And if you continue, you're going to break even. You're going to break forth. You're going to break out. You're going to break into all that God has for you. And my God, you will begin to see blessing left, right, and center. Bless in the city. Bless in the field. Bless in the country. The work of your hands shall be blessed. Everything you touch will become blessed. Why? Because you've broken forth and you've come to the place where God can trust you. Something's got to be done. 
You don't lose weight by eating. You lose weight by refraining from eating. You lose weight by exercise. You lose weight by doing what's necessary. The potential is in you. Say it with me, I've got the potential. But potential is just potential. Until you activate this potential, you can see it work. How do you activate all that God's given to you? By faith. By faith. Why do you think the Bible says? Meditate on the word day and night. That you may be able to observe according to what is written in it. Then, then, then when you've observed and when you've meditated. And when you observe what, to do, what the Bible says to do. And you do them. That's when prosperity comes. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall have good success. Blessed is the man, Psalm number one, that stands not in the way of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night. Day and night does not mean morning and evening. Day and night means consistency. Day and night, and he will be like a tree. He will be like a tree. But he becomes like a tree after he has taken some time to meditate on the word. And then the word becomes his foundation. And the word becomes a river. And he is now like a tree planted by the river. By the river. When the tree is planted by the river, it draws all the nutrients from the river. Everything the tree needs to flourish comes from the river. The tree cannot fade. The tree cannot fade. The tree cannot lose. The tree cannot wither. Everything prospers. My Bible tells me that you are like a tree planted by the river of waters, bringing forth its fruit in its season. My God, your leaves shall not wither. And whatever, whatever, whatever you do shall prosper. In the Amplified Classic, it says whatever he does will prosper and come to maturity. Come on, people. There is a process. There is a process. The unrighteous are not so. They are like the chaff. Which the wind that drives away. The unrighteous shall not stand in the assembly of the godly. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. This is not prosperity, blessings upon the godless. This is not prosperity, blessing upon the unrighteous. That's why you see, God said to Joshua, you obey my word. You will see how the blessing comes. Psalm number one, you meditate on my word. You do my word and you will be like a tree. And no man can stop you. No man can stop. No man, no man, no devil can even stop you. For, excuse me, for some of you who fight the devil every day. For some of you who think the devil is the reason why you are not where you're supposed to be. I have good news for you. Listen, the devil was defeated. I said the devil was defeated. Come on, I said the devil was defeated. I, I don't know about you, but I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been delivered from the power of the devil. Colossians 1.13. He hath delivered me from the power or the influence. The word power there is exousia. He hath delivered me from the dominion, from the control, from the exousia 
off the kingdom of darkness and he has moved me. The word translated there is the word methistomy. It means to move location. He has moved me from this kingdom to the kingdom of the son of his love in whom I have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. I'm not who I used to be. I'm a new creature in Christ. For if a man is in Christ, it's a new creation. A new species of being. All things have passed away. And all things have become new. I was born by God. I am like God. I am like the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in John chapter Chapter 3, verse 5, he that's born of the flesh is flesh. But he that's born of the spirit is spirit. I was born by the Holy Ghost. That means I resemble the Holy Ghost. That means I can do the things the Holy Ghost does. That my God, my heart, tail, able. I don't know who I'm preaching to this. Ah, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Whew. Good stuff. It's good stuff. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise, 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 praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, if you're not excited already, I just wonder what the deal is with you. But I'm preaching myself happy. I'm getting blessed by the word. The word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. He sent forth his word. And his word healed them. And delivered them out of all of their destruction. The word has come this morning to set you free. To break you open. Come on, the word comes and God will do the work on the inside of you first. Because God does not work from the outside in. He works from the inside out. God wants to do a work in you. God wants to expand you. God wants to show you all that you can be. All that you can have. All that you can do. I believe it's going to be a sad day when somebody gets to heaven and the Lord shows them, look at all you could have gone. Uh, you could have done. Look at all you could have got. Look at all the things that I laid out for you to do. But you did not do them because you did not press because you did not seek my face you were about your own business it's time to get rid of your business it's time to give into the business of God it's time to give into the plan of God many are the plans in the heart of a man nevertheless the will of God will stand it's time to give up your plan and take on the plan of God for God has a divine destiny for you praise God seed harvest everything is seed everything even the word is seed Say the word is seed. The word is seed. The word of God is seed. You take the seed of the word. You plant it. You sow it. Put it there. And it's going to come out. You know what? This is the message. I mean, you preach this long, you use the message. Now, because I thought I was going to continue on growing up spiritually, which I started talking about three weeks ago. But no, the Lord's leading me a different direction today. Are you glad? Yes. The word. No, we're talking about seed, right? Seed time and harvest time. 
Because sometimes, you know, people think it's all about money. All they talk about is money. All they, no, all we talk about is not money. In actual fact, we talk about the word. We talk about the word. Everything I'm teaching and preaching, it's the word. It's the word. The word of God is seed. I said the word of God is seed. I said the word of God is seed. You must take the word. You must plant the word in you. The Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. Paul writes to the church at Corinth. I believe it's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He said, I, 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 I fed you milk, not solid food, but you couldn't digest it. The word. A seed. You plant the word in your spirit. You plant the word in your soul. And, and watch what happens. The word is seed. The word is seed. The word is seed. I was speaking to my daughter a few, uh, I guess it was a week ago. And I've said it to her several times, but I said it to her a week ago. Because I was just talking to her about rising up. I, I was praying for her and the Lord I just felt, I just sensed in my heart, you, you and your wife can't use your faith for her anymore. She's 15. She's going to start using her own faith now. And I sat with her a week ago, my wife and I, we sat with her, and we said, you need to start using your own faith. You were born in church. She, she was born in church. She's heard us preach this word of faith, the, the, the gospel of the kingdom. Now at 15, you will, carry, you will have to use your faith. We've carried you in our faith all these years, I told her the story, how when the doctor told my wife to get rid of her, because she's heard me tell it in the church many times, but I'd said it to her face to face a week ago. I said, remember the story I always told in the church? How the doctor told mom to get rid of you because if you were born, you would, be, you would, you would suffer from Down syndrome. And when the doctor said that to my wife in the hospital, and my wife looked at the doctor and said, no, I'm not getting rid of my baby. I'm not. Your mom was in faith. She said, no, I'm not getting rid of my baby. And... Uh, we, we were on the street. We called Pastor Corey and Pastor Rose. They came. They met us on the street. We held our hands on the street. And Pastor Corey prayed and reversed the report. But see, if you don't have word, when the devil comes with a bad report, that report will sit in you. And that report will be the seed. And that report will produce. But she had the word. So she said, No. Because when you have the word, the word in you will fight back. When the devil tries to push his agenda upon your life, the word of God on the inside will say, no, it is written. My children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children. You're not going to let the devil plant his own seed into your life. And if she, she had accepted the report of the doctor, we would have got rid of our baby. Today she's 15, playing for the Turkish national team basketball. But if we got rid of her, she would not be here today. The word is seed, and the seed of the word will fight back the seed of the devil. Amen. Telling you right now, it's very important. We live in such a time in history where everybody must rise up in faith. You call yourself a, a believer in God, a believer in Christ, you must rise up in faith. And the only way your faith will be strong in these last days is when you are a man, you're a woman of the word. Amen. 
If you don't take this word and plant it into you, you spend most of your time watching TV. You spend most of your time chatting with your friends instead of going into the word and letting the word change the way you think and letting the word build you into the man that God wants you to be. When the devil shows up, I guarantee you he will show up. For the devil walks like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I can guarantee you he's seeking to devour believers. Unbelievers, he's got them already. You are the one. I am the one that he's looking for. That's what the Bible says. Be sober, be vigilant. Be sober, be vigilant. So I said to Irene, I said, we believed we carried you in our faith. I told the story. We held our hands. We went to see a different doctor. And they checked my wife out and they looked. They said, oh, the baby is fine. Nothing is wrong with your baby. So 15 years ago, she was born. And here she is today. A blessing. A blessing because we refused the seed of the wicked. Because of the word that was in us. It is written. It is written. It is written. When you are pushed against the wall, what comes out of you is what is in you. I don't have all the time with you because I see some of you once in a week. Some of you I see you once in two weeks. Some of you come every other week. Some of you come once in a month. Some people show up on Christmas Day. Some people are festivity Christians. They only show up when it's Easter, when it's Christmas, when it's New Year's Eve. They come here, they want to shout, Happy New Year. And they deceive themselves to think if they walk into this place five minutes before we shout Happy New Year, they go into the New Year and the blessing of God. If you've not sown any seed the whole year, you've not sown the word, you've not sown anything to the Lord, you've not sown anything into you, I guarantee you the New Year is bringing nothing. But the year brings nothing. The year is just a change of date and calendar. You think the Lord is in heaven, is it 2020? <laughs> think God works with your kind? 2020, 2021. And for us as humans, we understand. You know, it's. New Year's Eve can be a point of reference. You know what I mean? So we use that as a point of reference. The first day of the week. It's a point of reference. So we understand that. We, so it's okay. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't do that. But what I'm saying, I'm, 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 I'm not saying you can't you can celebrate on the 31st. Coming to the New Year excited, blessed, prophesying. We do that. But what I'm saying is, you're coming five minutes to the to midnight and think if you shout Happy New Year. Now, if you've not been sowing seed in 2019, Happy New Year does not make it happen. Oh, you need to listen. Listen now. Listen now. What makes it happen are the seeds you've sown. Now, in this case, I'm talking specifically now about the seed of the word. Jesus talked about the, give a parable, the parable of, parable of the sower. And the, the disciples came to him in, 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 in private and said, Lord, uh, what, what, what are you talking about? He said, don't you understand that, this parable? 
If you don't understand this parable, how will you understand other parables? Basically, this is the mother of all parables. How will you understand others if you don't understand this one? The seed is the word. I want to say the seed is the word. Or you can say the word is the seed. Take the word. Plant the word. And nothing will move you in 2020. You will be like Mount Zion. That abides forever and cannot be moved. He that hears these sayings of mine. And do them. It's like a man who builds his house upon the rock. And the winds came and the storm and the tempest blew. And the house stood strong. But he that hears these sayings of mine and do not do them. It's like a man who builds his house upon the sand. The same things that affect the man who built his house on the rock affect the man who built his house upon the sand. The same circumstances. The same. But something, something differentiates the man who built his house upon the rock. And that thing is the word of God. The word of God. You take the word, you plant it, you put it in you. And it will change you. It will empower you. It will strengthen you. Huh. Amen. Amen. It will strengthen you. Say it with me. The word, the word. is seed. Anybody getting anything out of this? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Anybody getting anything? Praise God. So I said to my girl, you need to now you need to walk in faith. You need to walk in faith. You need to do this for yourself now. Amen. And similar to what the Lord told the late uh, Kenneth Hagin. He said, my son was sick. And I went to the Lord in prayer. I said, Lord, heal my boy. And, and he prayed and prayed. And I guess it was a couple of days later. He said, Lord, my son is not getting healed. What's happening? The Lord said to him, he can preach all your messages. He's been in this faith movement for a long time. So he is obligated to use his own faith now. Your faith won't work for him. Are you listening now to me? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word. The word is it. Don't forget. Seed time and what? If you put the word in you, you're going to get a harvest. You're going to get a harvest. I believe with all my heart, when we give our lives to the Lord, our spirits were instantaneously saved. No question about that. But your soul isn't. Your soul is your 
mind, your will, your intellect, and your emotions. That was not instantaneously saved. That is progressively saved. That's why Romans 12, 2 says, in actual fact, Romans 12, 1 and 2, uh, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, right? Right? By the mercy of God, that you present yourself, your body, as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or reasonable act of worship. Right? And verse 2 says, do not conform to this word. The word world there is, the word really, it's, it's the age. Don't conform to this world. The word there does not mean the trees and the galaxies and the seas and the rivers and the hippopotamus. And uh, <laughs> no, that's not the word. <laughs> it's actually talking about the age. I want to say the age. The age, the time, the age, you know. God, the devil is the god of this age, world, age. Amen. So, so, but be transformed. That wants to be transformed. Transformed. Yeah, that's the word metamorphosis. Transformed. The transformation, just like the caterpillar, transforms into a butterfly. That's the word. Be transformed. When you see the caterpillar, you want to... Right? It looks ugly. But when it transforms into a butterfly... Hey, look at that beautiful butterfly. Yeah? Be transformed, metamorphosed, into a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> By the renewing. Of your what? Of your mind. Renew your mind by. You know, Evangelist Melissa was here, and she, every time she came up to preach, she asked you to bring your Bible out. Right? And I've told you before, the Bible says, it does not say punch the scripture, it says search the scripture. I know as much as we have a mobile device, we all have now iPhone, iPad, and all the rest. We open our Bible app, and we begin to punch. Bible does not say punch the scripture. It says search. So you've got to search for it. <laughs> Amen. See this black book? It's a treasure. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. How shall a young man cleanse his way? By giving heed unto thy word. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said praise God. So everyone needs to get a Bible. I began to read the Bible when I was 14. I just gave my life to Christ. I was about to turn 15, 14 plus. Some people say 14 and a half. And that was when I started reading the Bible. And I would read. I, I told Irene, we were talking a week ago. I said, I used to read 16 chapters in a day. Sometimes eight 
at one time. Get up, go out, do whatever I had to do. But then I felt the pull. Something was pulling me back. You know, he that dwelleth in the secret place. Something was pulling me back to that secret place. And I would go back on my open, and I just begin to read and read. Ah, I found your word, and it was sweet to my mouth. Praise God. It was sweet. Still sweet. Still sweet. Still sweet. Still sweet. And that's why sometimes people wonder, why is it that my life is falling apart? Why is it that I cannot resist? Why is it that I cannot break through? Well, how can you break through when you've got no word? The word I speak to you, they are life and spirit. Why is my life the way it is? Why am I falling apart? Why can't I resist sin? You don't resist sin in your strength. The word will resist it for you. <laughs> Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin. It's, it's a seed. It's a seed. Put it in you. Put it in your mind. Put it in your soul. Let it change you. You begin to think like God thinks. You begin to act like God acts. You begin to see yourself like God sees you. People come from a place of domestic abuse, and sexual abuse, name it. All kinds of craziness that happened to them in the past. Yes, it happened. But you don't have to let that define your destiny. The word of God wants to define your destiny. The word of God wants to show you who God says you are. The word of God wants to show you who you truly are. And all you can truly accomplish. And all you can truly do. The seed 